Hi, I'm David. And hi, I'm Ashley. And we're Sanctum of the Dark Flame. Sanctum of the Dark Flame. Sanctum of the fucking Dark Flame. So, <laughs> typically we have a third member with us. Unfortunately, he's down, he's out. He couldn't hang. <laughs> but that's okay, he's here in spirit. Um, so we're going to focus today on letting, uh, uh, or going into our uh, inspirations, who we are as your hosts, and uh, what brought us to where we are today. So we're going to start off with Strange. Give me a little, give me a little sugar boo. Just a little bit, yeah, like a nice huff, like a nice, I don't want to do this, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> people want to know. I'll That's give right. the people what they want. Responsibility. <laughs> so, when we talk about, like, getting into who we are, you know, where we came, came from, like, you know, our spiritual background, it's based in occultism. And where, where... Where does someone in the Western world find the shit that we find? So, you had mentioned uh, the tarot card reading. That is something that has been, at least, has been claimed to be your special thing. Yeah. Why is that your specialty? What connects you to the tarot cards and why? I've always had an interest since I had friends. Actually, starting in college was, you know, the person that would become my teacher. She did a reading that was eerily accurate. (laughs) And then, you know, um, Supreme's ex-girlfriend, she was in the tarot. She actually didn't have a tarot deck. What she did was something more interesting, cartomancy. I have never heard of that. It's basically, like, you do a tarot reading, but with normal playing cards. Oh, that's just that's just regular tarot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with normal tarot card, with normal. I'm sorry, playing, playing cards. cards. Yeah. Like spades, cards. Yeah, like doing that. Yeah, yeah. And it was like still so accurate. Wow. I tried to do uh, cardomancy. No, no. <laughs> like, yeah. Like an ace means what? <laughs> That's what that means. How much shit do I have to memorize? Like, and yeah. why? Like, <laughs> I got four aces. Is that a full house? I win. I win the hand. Oh, that was a television show. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> That's what that would make me feel. I would panic. <laughs> so, what's a dead man's hand? What is it? What is the dead man's hand? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We're silly tonight. Um, but no. Um, but yeah, and then really got into tarot, wanted to learn more about the pictures and the archetypes and everything. Yeah. So, you know, I got my first tarot deck through interesting circumstances. First tarot deck through interesting circumstances? How dare you bring that up and not elaborate? <laughs> I <laughs> May I ask, <laughs> what were the interesting circumstances? I got my tarot deck from a person that was selling her sister's. Oh, why? Um, because they were Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> oh, okay, so... Or she lived in the house where the mother was a witness. So, okay, so this girl stole her sister's... It, it wasn't, I, it wasn't stolen, like, the sister asked her, like, try and, like, sell it. Oh, okay, sell I'm it. like, um... Try and please sell this oh. deck so I don't have to hear my mother's mouth. <laughs> so that's, I think that there's something really taboo and controversial around that that makes this card really special. Because <laughs> that's like a lot of anxious and nervous energy just like spilled <laughs> all over those cards that I don't know if you can get rid of that. <laughs> that's insane. Okay, so, so, that was, so you... Those you my fir- that was my first tarot deck. Oh my and God. I still have that deck to this day. Have you ever read your cards with that? Yes, I've actually read your cards with that deck. Oh my God. Like multiple times. Yeah. There is one deck that you refer to a lot, or, or go back to a lot. Well, actually, no, that's the black and white deck. That's the one, but 
The first deck you haven't seen that often, but I've read you with it. Okay, that was been like they're, they're the size of like normal playing cards. Yeah, I think those were ten years ago. Yes, yeah, those were the cards I read ago. you with. Those yeah. were the cards I read you with ten years yeah. ago. About ten years ago, we have a mutual friend. This is how we met. And I, I always reiterate this: we have a mutual friend. We met at a party, <laughs> and David, of course, comes along. And I'm like. I need to be friends with him. So we start, <laughs> we start talking. And he's like, all right, well, I have to read people's cards. So, you know, I'm like, you read cards. <laughs> I read cards. Well, I'll read your cards. And then, you know, one thing leads to another. And uh, that, that leads a beautiful friendship that didn't actually get cultivated until, you know, more recent. Yeah. Um, so, okay, maybe those tarot cards have something to do with it. <laughs> I'm going to put that out there a little bit. I like the, I like the juju that's on them. Yes. I think that's awesome. That was my main deck for quite a while, and then... Yeah. I evolved. What did you grow into? Uh, I got, like, more and more decks. I, because I didn't really get the... Well, I got to pick it out. Pick out my first deck. But I really didn't get one that was suited to my personality... So you go looking, like looking. I found something that was very classical, had you know. Oh yeah. That was a black and white deck. Yeah. And I read with a lot, very classic, you know, no nonsense deck. Yeah. And then they started growing more and more, you know. Then you know, you spend a week watching Hellraiser. <laughs> like, <laughs> not a bad week. Yeah. Like, uh, let me get a deck inspired by Clive Barker. Let me just. Oh, I found that. And then you know, you get. More and more decks, and you got sight. Yeah, it becomes an addiction. Yeah, and you just want to collect them all. I understand. I mean, like I, just speaking from my own personal point of view, and I don't know if there's anyone out there that is on the same page with me. I have literally one deck of tarot cards that I've had for over ten years, and I, 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 I cannot bring myself to not only buy another deck but to use another deck. As my own, yeah. you know, tool, I, I can't do it. So I always find it fascinating that you can become close to and connect with all these other decks, and it just it blows my mind. And it's when it comes down to it, I mean, listen, they're pieces of paper, but the most powerful words and the most powerful images are put on to just these simple pieces. Yeah. And that's what makes tarot cards so impactful, so meaningful to me. It's like, it's the, it's the, the, the impression you put onto them. The, I don't know how to describe it, I guess the energy you put onto them that makes them special to, to people like us that can see past that. It's not just a card. It's not just printer paper, however you read, I don't care, um, it's impactful. So that is something about you that I always find to be interesting, is that yeah. you truly can look at a lot of different things and find either their importance, their meaning, or purpose, whatever, you know, you, you see something in things that I don't think a lot of people can see, you know. And that kind of brings me to my next question. Let me, like, segue into that, unless you have something to add to what I'm saying. Oh, no, no, no. Um, is another name for you is the magician. Where did that name come from? How did that, like, it, it obviously, it has to do something with the tarot. Yeah, it's actually my favorite card in the, in the deck. And essentially what, it's funny, because what leads me to, like, to get a deck is, like, the magician card. If I don't feel a connection with that version of the Magician card in the deck, I don't get it at all. Wow. So okay. it's like, I look at that card like, I fuck with this card. Let me get this yeah. deck and let me see. Let me play with that. You know? If I don't click with the Magician card in, in any deck, it's like, no. Well, okay, so that kind of, that also helps with my other <laughs> Yeah, I pick a deck. Which is, how do you pick a deck? Okay, so they they obviously correlate tremendously. Yeah, so the nickname came from, 
it's my favorite card, you know. I've seen practicing witches and, ma and magicians call themselves, you know, I'm high... Um, I'm a high priest. I'm a high priestess. Yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking something really ridiculous because that's your name also. That's your second name also. <laughs> I know, there I am. Just, I'm just, you know, whoever. Yeah. Grand. I'm the Grand Meister. Grand Meister. I'm the Burger Meister Burger Meister. <laughs> yeah, some crazy. I'm fucking... I'm here to collect your taxes. Yeah, some crazy fucking <laughs> title that you call yourself. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not disparaging anyone like with the religious title. Something that isn't. If you earn it, keep it. If you like, I get it. Like if you earn something. If you earn it, keep it. Like if you're Santa, Santa, that's deep, rooted in history. If you're calling yourself something that you just made up from the top of your head from playing oh. Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, and so like. No. Like okay, so like I'm I'm the 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 Lord Death's silver sun moon. That fucking um, bullshit near it. Princess I'm like, Diana nineteen ninety nine. Like that. Alright. So, <laughs> so when you have titles like that. Yes. So I was like let me pick a name that's yeah. not too insane. And let me just, you know, make that my nickname. And I did, and I implemented that. That's my Instagram name. <laughs> my gamer tag on Xbox Live. And just like, ah, oh, the magician, let me just change. Yes, the magician has an Xbox. Yes, I do have an Xbox. Just <laughs> let me just implement that and just, you know. And people started like. Started to identify that. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it became very, very natural. Very weird. Very weird. It, it was very instant, very natural. Like very weird to see. Like, oh, okay. So, guess I have to. <laughs> with that. Guess I'm going with this now. Guess I'm living with this for for a few years. Let's see how this grows on me. Do you feel like you deserve the title that you have? Uh, that's a silly question. I feel like I've earned it through, yeah. through like you know time and training and falling into many incidents along the way that I ne didn't necessarily know what I was doing but yeah, got through it with the seat of my pants so if you earn it <laughs> if you earn it, it keep it if you know some made up name like but um okay so the magician that's the origin of the magician was there when you first started looking at tarot cards. I know that the magician stuck out to you. But why? It just did. And it looked at the meaning of the card, about having the energy to, like, to ch implement change in your life. Like that, that's a really big card to me. What, uh, the magician is one, right? Yeah, that's one, the full zero. That. You know, so that's kind of like after the full, there's the next one and then there's the companion to the magician, the high priestess. Haha. -ha. Um, <laughs> it may. Yes. We're going to get to that in a minute. <laughs> We're going to take our time. Yeah. But that's something that really correlated with me and all that good stuff. So. I like that. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, it's such a powerful thing when you can take your spirituality and find not only connections to it but like tools to actively use it yeah and implement it on like a weekly monthly yearly basis yeah so that to me is is really important um as far as what and i i mean everyone says this but like it's so hard to put a label on things and I'm not looking for an exact label but where where do you find yourself as far as do you do you worship any anybody do you do you practice anything in particular is there any I personally don't think that there's any place to categorize you in no I'm like a very eclectic witch like I you know even though, you know, we all know who my patron, you know, kind of like the lead there is, I, I'm, I sort of have like this very eclectic idea, like, you know, 
in certain situations, if I have to, I'm going to use, you know, stuff from Santeria, which I've read about, then something from the Greek gods, and then, you know, all that good stuff. So it's like very eclectic kind of meshing of the styles when I have to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. So that's, I would consider that to be like polytheistic. Yeah. Like polytheistic. Like I respect, you know, that there are many gods, you know, you know, it's like, my God's better than your God. No, no, just (laughs) no, they're they're probably maybe all there. You connect with certain ones. Yeah, certain ones connect better than others, but... Hmm. Yeah. So, in mainstream pop culture, and I shouldn't say pop culture, in mainstream Western culture, are there any figures that you like (laughs) that can, like, relate to what you practice or what you study? Yes. (laughs) The reason I'm laughing is it's not the best influence that anyone should have going into magic. But it's a positive influence yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was Constantine. Constantine. It was kind okay, of awesome. you know. I read. Uh, I saw the movie when I was like in high school. I was like, oh my god, that's so cool! I love it in the magic. I love that movie. Love that. Great movie. Great movie. Actually, you know, hold that movie in very high regard. Um, and then I started reading comic, which was completely different from the movie. And, you know, I found a character that was similar to me as a person who kind of stumbled into things, who made mistakes, who, you know, wasn't like Doctor Strange or Sorcerer Supreme yeah, yeah. doing this crazy shit. saw this now. I can move stuff with this and that. No, it was like a very, like, harsh. Harsh. You know, very harsh. Different, like, regular guy trying to, like, live his life and you know, escape out of the various scrapes he's put himself into and, you know, like, you know, I I fucking reference him all the time, like, you know. But yeah, that was... Yeah, that was, that was the... That was the joy of it, you know, just reading about this regular guy trying to, like, live his life and survive and it wasn't necessarily pretty all the time it was uh you would read an issue where he was carrying some you know <laughs> magical artifact in a fucking plastic bag <laughs> second hand from the supermarket you just found it <laughs> you know I gotta make do what I gotta make do and that was that's the whole appeal of it he's a normal guy in extraordinary circumstances who has to do whatever he can to survive and work his way out of situations. So that was, pop culture-wise, that was like, okay, he's a fuck-up. He knows he's a fuck-up, but he's going to try his best to rectify the mistake. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. He's like one of the ultimate anti-heroes. Yeah. In a way. You know, he's just someone who's just, who is a fuck-up. I love that. Like, you know, he's, he's he, you know, uh, okay, it's my favorite quote. There's a lot to be said about John Constantine, all right? And everyone has their own pet theory. Really, though, he's just a man. Perhaps one day, if we let him, he can be a hero. And that was it. That was like, he's just a man. He's not God. He's not, you know, a God. He's not the source supreme. He's just trying to live his life the best he can. And not pull anyone else into his, like, his own shit. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. It's a very powerful character model that not all people but a lot of people can relate to yeah because that was me when I was first getting into magic I was making mistakes and I was doing I was just falling into things I shouldn't have fallen into and survived things I probably should just keep my ass away from like ah Yeah. I just think, like, that gives me a minute to think about stuff. So there's nobody else here for me to take my moments. <laughs> to go like this, like, oh, wow. <laughs> wow, I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't I don't have anybody else here to kind of, like, delve into that with me. But, so, 
the his perspective on life, like his almost like I am not a great person, but I've had greatness thrusted upon me. Is that something that you feel relates to you? Yes. Let me be quite honest with you. Yes. I mean, you know, I know it's a very, it's a very self fluffing question. <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> it, it's, hmm. Cause the characters are like, had a way worse life and you know, than I have. I was, I was lucky in, in some regard, but you know, I feel like I'm trying my best and I don't have an ego so it's like you're actually one of the very few people who when they say that I don't have an ego yeah I actually not not only believe that you don't have an ego but I feel that you don't have an ego I'm, you're just I'm, not that type of person I mean I, I do have everyone has an ego but I don't have right. like at like this you're, you're not a pompous in, inflated <laughs> like most people do in, in our in our line of work here have this self-important. I have the. Oh, here we go. This should probably get cut, but I'm yeah. saying it. I am important. I can make things happen, but like you work at Quick Track, <laughs> or like, okay, you're going to an underground dungeon, and listen, it's all about the small people. <laughs> I love that, but like you affect people's lives. I've seen you affect people's lives. You know, you you. People come to me still to this day like, David gave me one of the best readings ever. Like, God. the things that David said, and, and this goes for me too, the things that you have like read in my tarot cards or the things, you know, the rituals that we perform together, um, a lot of things have happened for me because we work together or you show me something. And I've had also people... Like I was saying just before, come up to me and say, I've literally had the best reading of my life because David read it and I understood it. He didn't make me feel stupid or he didn't make me feel... I'm trying to figure out the word. Uh, you put it in a way that was not like all smoke and mirrors. Like you're very realistic when you feel yeah. You know, and that's what a lot of people like tend to point out. They're like, "Well, it was very, <laughs> it was very objective." <laughs> um, but that's good. I mean, it's that's the point. It feels weird hearing that type of thing, even now. Like, you gave me the best reading. Like, um, thank you. I guess. <laughs> like, uh, it's uh, good. I'm happy. I did. <laughs> I did. It was a good reading. <laughs> was it good? Like, <laughs> You should you should take that. Seriously. Take it. That's one of the things. You learned it. Take it. I feel like I'm stumbling on like it was a good reading. Okay, I guess it was. Awkwardly walks away. Okay. <laughs> because was that good? Was it? <laughs> and that also plays into you like not having that ridiculously inflated ego. Like it, it feels very weird to hear that. Like it really does. It's just the truth. It feels so weird to hear that. Like. I got the best reading of my life from you. Like, uh, okay. Yeah. I did good. A lot of people, I, like, I'll have, or I used to, when I had, a, um, I, I, when I lived uh, at my old place, you know, I would throw big parties and yeah. you know, things like that. And there would always be, like, I would have David and I come and practice upstairs just to see if we could vibe together that was my way of kind of like seeing all right do we vibe what's going on <laughs> that was the audition phase of this relationship <laughs> yeah this, this is how david auditioned he had no idea <laughs> no fucking idea it's like oh, i was man. just like bring your cards let's go upstairs we're gonna fucking worship satan <laughs> fuck yeah he was like all right i'm down <laughs> okay well. so one of those you know, situations where you <laughs> okay. just had a, you know responsibility thrusted upon him <laughs> Um, a lot of the people who I, I watched him read, and this is this is part of why, and this doesn't have to go on the podcast or anything, this is just you and me type thing. Yeah. But part of the reason why I felt so connected to you was because I would watch you read. And I, I would watch what you would do with other people. And 
I always observed and you never falter. You're consistent. And you never oh, let wow. your, you never let your emotions get in the way. That's why I wanted to keep you close. I trust that. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I can go off of. So it wasn't a parlor trick. It wasn't for entertainment or anything like that. It was just wanting to know that there was somebody else out there that could do maybe something similar to what I do Yeah. for other people. So that was really awesome. Finally finding solid ground of somebody, or solidly finding, I should say, someone who can do the things or can comprehend the things that I comprehend. So, to me, that connection is super important. Um, that is my introduction of David. <laughs> that's, that's the David introduction. <laughs> I believe it's your turn now. I think you might have a bit of a longer... More interesting story than I do about. I. It's not interesting. It's I, long, know, but it's not interesting. I think you know. Like most wieners. <laughs> what? <laughs> I said it. I thought it, and I said it. Oh my oh, god. Okay. How long have you been involved with the crap? <laughs> oh, I burst out of my mother's womb. No. <laughs> spirituality yeah let's let's do it like that because you have a like a bit of a bit of a deeper story than i do it was you know i it was a situation where oh well i guess i stumble into witchcraft you (laughs) which literally was you have like a rooted connection um i was born russian orthodox so I always like to start there because that, to me, is is one of the. You're just setting me up to want to practice witchcraft. <laughs> Stop it! Um, but uh, I I was uh, born Russian Orthodox, so I spent uh, most of my time uh, with my grandparents. My pappy Russian Orthodox, you know, my grandma converted, uh, was baptized Russian Orthodox. And, um, so that was always, uh, pushed on me to try to feel that spiritual connection, which I would go to church and I would feel something, Mm -hmm. but I think when I was going to church and I was feeling something, I was feeling what everyone else was feeling. I was picking up on other people. That's how I later kind of figured out my own thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. As time went on, uh, my first stepmom, who was involved in my life, her name is Chris, Chris Walkowitz, she always did and said little weird things. And I'm not saying that to poke or be funny, but she would do things like show me how to work with herbs. Um, show me how to stoke fires, uh, show me how to make certain designs, um, whether in dirt or on paper, little tiny things. And it had me thinking as I was getting older and I started asking questions when I was around like, I believe 10 years old. And I started asking her things like, Chris, my grandma referring to my mom's mom, not my dad's mom, but my, you know, on the other side. Chris, my grandma always yells about witchcraft. My my grandma was originally Roman Catholic, so she just, anything a little off, you know, homegirl would pick up on. That cross is crooked. Witchcraft! There's witches in this house! (laughs) That cross fell, oh my god, I'm Satan. No, seriously, she literally used to tell me if I said the devil, he would spring up 
behind my eyes where I couldn't see him and dance around me. That's literally what my grandma wow. had me thinking growing up. Like, told me that regularly. That was the situation. So, of course, when I see all of these weird little things that my, my former stepmom was doing, I started to question. I was like, you know, I really like this. I really like that. We used to go to this place called Lafayette Village. It was in Lafayette, Sussex County, New Jersey. And there was this little rock and gem store. It was owned by a Native American woman and her husband. Um, and Chris and my dad used to take us there all the time. And I had a real connection with the stones and the rocks and yeah. the herbs that were inside of the store. And that kind of also played into me questioning her because I started looking into these rocks and then I asked my, of course, eventually asked my grandma and then, you know, one thing led to another. And Chris said to me, Ashley, I practice witchcraft. Not witchcraft, but wish, like W-I-S-H craft. Yeah. And... I was like, oh, that sounds great. <laughs> like, I'm so down with that. Can you, like, I want to practice that. Explain it to me. And she told me, if you want something, or if you believe in something, if you put enough energy and time into it, you will get it. You just need to give a part of yourself in order to get something. And that really resonated with me throughout my whole life. You could wish, 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 put towards, put towards, put towards, imagine, imagine, imagine. And it, it's foolproof. Whether, I mean, scratch the idea of witchcraft, wishcraft, whatever it is. Scratch it. Just if, if you if you try hard enough and if you believe strong enough, I think you can make things happen for yourself um, most of the time. Not every time, but, you know, I think a lot of the time you can. Um, so that was where my interest started. Um, started with some crystals, started with some rocks, started with a Native American, you know, yeah. crystal herb shop. Uh, made me, you know, that my former stepmom was uh, taking me to, had me questioning things made me go, you know, go around asking questions. I don't want to say made me, but uh, I, I just, I couldn't stop asking questions. So, when I start asking, <laughs> I like to know. So. <laughs> now, um, you geared towards more very traditional mm. witchcraft, which, you know, some aspects might be frowned upon, and yes, yeah. <laughs> and it's new, new fangled, new age version of, of witchcraft. You know, you don't see many of the witches going out and hunting. There, you know, hunting and skinning and doing those types of things. Yeah. You know, basically getting their hands like very, very dirty. It's hard to get your hands dirty nowadays. Yeah, which was a big connection for people who were practicing back in the day. Yeah. When I say back in the day, I'm talking about before technology, before the Industrial Revolution, before all of that. Um, it was different. I, when I talk about traditional witchcraft or when I say I practice more traditional witchcraft, I'm not saying I'm like, I'm not OG, I'm not, you know, please, come on. You're not the cut wife. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I, there was a turning point in the 19th century of witchcraft that brought the really old, outdated, not appropriate, I don't even want to say the word appropriate. During the turn of the 19th century, there was a bizarre movement. I would consider it the Gardner movement that came forward, took a lot of old school traditional things from 
England, Germany, Ireland, most of Europe, I'm sure some aspects of Western and Eastern Europe, cultivated it and turned it into a somewhat modern form of witchcraft. And I'm talking about the hip new Wiccan witchcraft that's going on now, that's very, very prevalent in pop culture and our Western culture. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not referring to that. I'm referring to how do we take the old stuff, the good stuff, and mesh it. But like the classical sense of the word. Well, how do we take that old classical stuff and how do we mesh it with our modern times? Yeah. So that is where I am. And I feel like I'm stuck in this weird limbo of like, I don't really fit in with a lot of people who, who say that they practice. Uh, which is why I'm very exclusive with my practicings. Um, I can't deny, I'm sure everyone has their way of, of doing their thing. This is just me doing my way and doing my thing. I still believe in sacrificing a piece of yourself. You got to put a little in to give a little out. You got to know that I'm, um, I'm a theistic Satanist. So for me, a lot of it is, you know, you put, you have to put yourself into it. It's natural witchcraft. You, you put yourself in, in order to get something out of it. So for me, okay, you can, spend your time, which is a part of you, gathering things. But at the end of the day, what beats out you spending time? Sometimes it takes a little piece of yourself. Okay. Because, like, you're one of the few witches I know, like, you know, I'm going to get a bow and arrow. I'm going to, you know, hunt me a deer and just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I... See, I... I try... I try to practice what I preach. Yeah. So part of me is like, if I don't, if I'm not willing to, to kill it and figure it out with my own hands, guess what? I'm not eating it and I'm not going to wear it. Because <laughs> you would be the one that would, you know, drive by, drive by in a car and just stop. Like, get in, lose. We're going out. And, exactly. <laughs> we need something new for the altar. Like, we need. We need a new gun or like, let's go scavenging on the highway. I, I really do. I, I believe in knowing how to do those things. You should know how to use a bow and arrow. Yeah. You should know how to use a knife. You should know how to use a tomahawk. You should know how to do close range hunting. That doesn't include a gun. Yeah. And I, I think that it is a very a strong way to connect with nature. Of course. And your spirituality. Yeah, so I try to, I try to live it. My, like, uh, another golden rule of witchcraft is do no harm but take no shit. Or, like, <laughs> do no harm or see no harm, whatever. It's karma and stuff like that. And I, I really do try to practice that. I really try my best. Um, <laughs> is it for everybody? No. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. I've changed my lifestyle. I've changed where I live. I've changed my entire life to to mold around my beliefs. So which I, a, which a lot of people don't fucking do. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. they really don't do that or take you know the steps to try and make sure. It's painful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's painful. Yeah. Um. It's painful, but you grow. It's a growing pain. So, I did change my life, and I changed a lot of things about me, but I know eventually it's because I'm doing it for a better purpose. I'm doing it because I'm working towards something. Yeah. And that's something... is going to help my soul grow. It's going to connect me with my higher power. So, 
well, well okay, we, we went through one influence. Oh, is, yeah. Went through one influence all, that you I had. I mean, answered a few questions. Yeah, it's quite a few questions. So, from the pop culture aspect, were there any influences that were like, okay, this is, this is my type of person? Um, oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, pop culture-wise? Yeah, anyone from pop culture. Mine might be a little worse than yours, pop culture-wise. <laughs> oh, God. The ultimate Satanist is Hannibal Lecter, dude. What? He's the ultimate Satanist. I'm serious. He controlled his own life. He made his own things happen. That freaky weirdo used human nature against humans. I mean, I do not justify the things he's... Or, I don't even want to say that. I think that he is an interesting character that felt super alone and tried to mold the world around him. Yeah. Which to me is part of being a Satanist, where you are just trying to figure out how you fit into the world or how you mold the world around you. How you do it is not up to me, (laughs) but it's poetic. And I think one of the characters from the Hannibal Lecter universe I should say that influences me a lot is Bill Graham with his empathy he's the detective that hunts down you know a killer yeah wanting to understand something that's so terrible and also allowing something that is so terrible that to me was a very strong influence um, because it made me kind of take a look at myself and Think about what are the things about me that I don't like and what are the things about me what what are the things I find positive about myself and how do I use them versus what are the things that are bad about me and how do I use them so that was a huge influence pop culturally for me watching that I was like oh wow I've really impacted by the show like visually it inspired me character wise the the how they displayed the character of Hannibal Lecter and Bill Graham um especially with the Hannibal character the whole artistic <laughs> hyper uh um diligent um multitasking cannibal serial killer um who doesn't want to be like that duh but um, his ability to master lots of different things. Yeah. Even though he is not a good person in any way, shape, or form. I look at a character like that and I can still admire Yeah. Uh, the things about him that, if used in the right way, would be a pretty positive thing. So, pop culture-wise, that was it for me. You know, that whole series and, you know, that whole... uh, uh, Honestly, in a weird way, modern dark romance, you know, combining our society's obsession with horrific things and beautiful things really very interesting so that to me made me really want to look inward at my duality so that influenced me greatly Uh, and then as far as witchcraft is concerned that influences my witchcraft strongly because there needs to be a balance in what you do, how you perform. There's a little bit of everything in us. And natural witchcraft provokes that. Yeah. 
one of the things that makes our coven work is we have a little bit of everybody in this. We have water sign, we have an earth, we have an air. So getting to know your hosts, David, please disclose what sign you are. Oh my God. Hey baby, I, I'm, what's your number, what's your sign? I'm a Capricorn. He's a Capricorn. <laughs> you know, Ashley is. I'm an Aquarius, mm -hmm. not to be, here's a correction, we're not water, we are air signs. Any Aquarius that might be listening, guess what, you're not water, you are an air sign. Get it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. So, our other member who is currently indisposed is a Scorpio. Which we kind of make for like one of the most hated astrological groups probably <laughs> ever. <laughs> We're the ones that are always kind of like fanning flames and like not the most friendly. We're kind of like the prickly crew. <laughs> and I'm okay with saying that. I'm fine with that. Um, but I feel like we're soups prickly and self-centered. And I'm here to disprove it. I'm here to say, uh, wait, hold on. I can't tell you you're wrong because then it proves you right. <laughs> I remember the, the night I rate you. That was the first time I think we ever met. Was the first time. <laughs> it was the first time I read you. Was the first time. Oh yeah. Let me meet you. What's your name? <laughs> What's your number? What's your sign? <laughs> Let me give you a read. <laughs> what are your cards? Let's see. <laughs> Let's do this. And then. And then time went by, you know, and then I saw you get it. Some fucking party. Some, I think it was South Maybe Orange. Maybe another, another page party. No, no, it was in South Orange. Oh. It was at the one. I'm everywhere. Something. It was at the old house. The one where Tom and Samantha used to live. Oh. In South Orange. Oh my God. I went to that. Wow. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah, we met up then. Jesus. Not Jesus. <laughs> and then years later, we saw each other around at queues and, you know, you were friendly, you got me over your house. Was that lovely party at the club? <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Love it. That was a weird, weird fucking night. You're telling me. Witchcraft. <laughs> witchcraft and almost dying. And almost dying of witchcraft. Well. <laughs> isn't that how it goes? Next time. Yep, next time we'll... <laughs> we'll go into... We'll go into who Alaric is, aka Tom. Yep. Next time, we're also going to discuss um, on another episode what is the difference between atheistic Satanism and theistic Satanism. That was, which is a fun subject. It is extensive. Many facets that we didn't know about. So, we wanted to do that tried to do it wasn't going to happen this time was not going to happen the reason being is that it needs a little more respect than we were giving yeah <laughs> uh, like oh, ironic it was funny it was like ironic it's like all oh, these crazy atheists with the trying to look all oh, these crazy atheists <laughs> with their theatrics yeah their drama these people uh, but we wanted to give it the respect it deserved. Yeah. And the research it also deserved. So, <laughs> next time, we'll bring you the difference between theistic Satanism, atheistic Satanism, and what makes what what. <laughs> what what? In the butt. Uh, so <laughs> yes. And why? Chicken thigh. <laughs> 
okay. You're welcome. Yeah, before we, is there anything you wanted to talk about, about your, or anything you want to ask me? Or Off the top of my head right now? Yeah. I'm smoked. There we go, all right. So, <laughs> and I got nothing, I got nothing. Well, wait, I got a comment. So, yeah. it's very weird going to your house and doing a ritual for the first time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I think before that, we kind of knew each other from like, you know, we, we we circled around each other. We cultivated energy. Yeah, we circled around each other. And, you know, for you to let me in your home and let me into, you know, your um, your altar room where you did your art was very, was very nice. It was, I was surprised and taken aback how... How welcoming you were. And how you like included me and everything and all like, you know. Cause we did many a ritual in that room. <laughs> many a ritual. You have to. Yeah. In order to understand the person. Yeah. You do rituals together. That's part of witchcraft. You get to know somebody by practicing with them. You wanna know what someone is clearly about. You practice and you try. Yeah. You do it over and over and over until the results yield similar. There's result yield similar, meaning there's a positive outcome or something at least a little bit progressive. Yeah. Um, and that could be taken in many different shapes and forms. It could either be a deconstruction of a negative situation or um, construction of a positive situation something Alistair Crowley was always about you know alchemy and all that junk Um, you know putting in getting out that type of thing so to me practicing those rituals trying to cultivate with the people that I chose to cultivate with yielded me a result that I found to be fit to progress that's it yeah. Seems, uh, might seem complicated to some, might seem easy to others, but to me, it was just right. So, yeah. Yeah. You participated in a lot of rituals. <laughs> like a lot of crazy shit. I needed to see. <laughs> like, uh, it needed to happen. Like, oh, Cassandra. Like, what? I, oh man! Why you? Yeah, we had her leading Amazing. a ritual. That was a fun night. Amazing! I loved her actually. She, she was another one. Yeah. But, but she's fantastic. Admirable. Always growing, developing type of person. I like that. You gotta always grow and develop. Sometimes you have to destroy everything in order to move on and create the next thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good. Good way to end the night. So, um, we're two out of three hosts, and that ain't bad. Doing doing okay. Yeah, I feel like this was a nice, intimate episode. Very intimate. You're welcome. Yeah. You know, for an unplanned episode, I think this went very well. It went according to... Uh, plans that weren't there. Yes. Or were they? Dun dun dun. Regardless. <laughs> thank you for coming here. Thank you for being with us. <laughs> oh man, have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>